Hi, welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Karen. And I'm Kelly. And today we are, I think, talking about abortions and miscarriages. Yes. Um, something both Kelly and I enjoy doing and um, picking up on. Oh, right. Enjoy picking up on during <laughs> sessions. Okay. Thank you, Karen. Um, so hmm. I'm just going to kind of clarify what we're talking about there because that started all wrong. I was going to clarify. <laughs> Uh, during our personal sessions that we offer to people and during our evening with mediums uh, events, we often pick up on the spirits who were people's miscarriages and abortions. Yes. And they come through to deliver messages to their mothers and fathers um, who never had the chance to be their mother and father. And sometimes um, <clears throat> the dad isn't aware. Um, some males are not aware that someone they've had sex with has had an abortion or a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it's, it's, um, a person has come and they have found out that their mother had a miscarriage. So it's their sibling. Right. Um, and what I love about it is just the whole process where the spirit who's crossed over, I'll say the miscarried soul, just for people to understand it better. Um, comes through to describe the person's whole life. Mm -hmm. So how a mom can miscarry and her child. I Like what I find, one of the things I find is that the mom often has a sense of knowing if it was a male or a female. Mm -hmm. And that it's really cool to say I get a male and they go, oh, I did too. Mm -hmm. And that we get to affirm for them. Um, their own intuition. Their, their own intuitiveness, yeah. And um, well, and and I'm going to just say it in a different term as well. Their own connection with their child. Yeah. Because I think for, for many, especially when they lose the, the child early on, um, people, well, humans, will throw into question whether or not you actually can have a connection that soon. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear, oh, I was right, it was a boy you know, I spoke to it or I prayed for him or whatever their connection was, however they chose to connect, um, you get to affirm that that was in, in fact the case. Yeah. And, and I, I love doing soul contracts. So I get to answer and some of the mom's questions or whoever, um, the reason why the miscarriage occurred, because some women want and need an answer. Right. But I want to back up because oh, okay. I, I really like that point too, but you started by talking about um, how the child can confirm or talk to the mom and dad about everything that's happened in their life since the miscarriage or the abortion. Yes, they'll give great details um, saying, you know, if, if say, say a woman comes in, she had a miscarriage when she was 20. And after that, she went to university, became a nurse, married and had three kids. And um, that, that all survived. And she developed cancer or something. And so, because every, every human has their story of their life. And um, how the miscarriage will come through and say, oh, I went to university with you when you got your nursing degree. I'm, I helped you and uh, I helped you study and um, or recall things in exams. I love this part of your character. They'll even, dis they'll even give details, so many details about the person's character. Oh, mom, this is your... Sorry, I heard Barker. <laughs> I'll go grab him. You go ahead. Okay, so we'll give great details about... Um, Everything that the mom went through, or this, their siblings, if it's the, if it's a sibling that's here, uh, describing their life and um, the things they did, the 
places that they went, the pain that they endured, the difficulty with a certain friend, Megan or whatever, and the accuracy that can be given. And sometimes they'll come through and they'll give affirmations in that they like to show up as the butterfly, and in particular, a blue one, and um, or a dragonfly or whatever, or, oh, good Lord, sometimes it's hilarious. And it was it's it's the moose. And the person in the, my treatment room will say, Oh, my God, I just saw the moose last night driving to North Bay to see you. And all the wonderful things that they do to show us that they're, st- they're al- alive. Because we often think that dead means no longer existing. But we are constantly alive. uh, And that what we term as a death is just a process, much like that butterfly that has to die when it's in the cocoon as the caterpillar, but that it becomes something else. So we, we sometimes can really get it when it's about a butterfly, but we don't really get it when it's about us as human beings. We don't understand that. And I find it really beautiful that they come through and talk about all of those different experiences and give great affirmations. And you're back. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So what, what was the second thing that we were talking about? The soul contracts. Oh, that they're the contracts that they have. How they talk about um, that they were a miscarriage for a reason and that this wasn't mom's fault. This wasn't her body's problem. This wasn't her body's defect, that this was an agreement that they were going to come to earth and not survive, that they were going to pass and not be born, mm-hmm. or if they were stillborn, that they were going to be born, but were going to die shortly after that. And the purpose of that, and some people might think, well, what the heck could possibly be a lesson about that? Well, and I think, yeah, okay, so an example, um, listening to the soul talk about the pregnancy so the duration Mm -hmm. that it did spend being a fetus um they they might talk about the energy between the mother and father at that point in time Mm -hmm. while they were anticipating having a child um talk about the the energetics and dynamics in the home um change or the changes that the mom made to make the pregnancy possible um or or healthy and all of the things that that fetus or that that um, energy got out of that process so mm-hmm. had they if this if this soul had a tumultuous kind of life um in their past lives knowing or needing that lesson of stability needing that lesson of being loved and anticipated that they were wanted um might have been enough in those three to four weeks or however short mm-hmm. uh, short of a time that they spent in womb, knowing that they were loved, feeling all of that energy and that um, whatever they needed to be fulfilled and then saying, okay, I'm good and I'm, and I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How important that is. It didn't have to be a lifetime. Yes. Because so many of us wish long lives for each other. <laughs> and, and I know that's a separate topic too. And maybe that's something great to discuss, but it doesn't have to be a lifetime of, of that. It can be just a couple weeks of pure solid love that is enough for us. And I think how, okay, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but how that can be enough for some of us in a whole life. If we live 90 years, did we even get that? Yeah. Good. Okay. Let's keep going. Um, about the miscarriages, um, just that I've learned so very much from their spirit, how strong they are and, and that they appear to me, I'll say appear, uh, because of clairvoyance, 
as fully grown souls oh. that they don't appear as fetuses mm-hmm. that they because I'm and, and that's the construct of my mind I understand somebody might say oh but that's what she needs to believe um, but it wasn't what I needed to believe it appeared that way to me now, I, I, I did I wasn't thinking that they had to be an adult um, in order to talk because a, a four-week-old would never speak in English full sentences you know we're doing podcasts and no one can see you making those quotes (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) okay um i love you Uh, i was gonna throw out the example too i know it's not miscarriages but um because you're talking about seeing the fetuses as full-grown men or women and i vividly remember doing an evening with mediums event where um a mother had lost her infant son So he had been, I don't think he survived past two or three. And we were describing him as a full grown man. Oh, yeah. And we kept saying he's got dark hair. Yeah. And she kept saying, no, he had blonde hair. And we were saying, right. But in his childhood, he had blonde hair. He grew up to have dark. Yeah. And she kept saying, no, no, no. But she couldn't grasp the concept that he had grown, that he didn't appear the same way anymore. Yeah. And I think it took her the whole two hours to finally go, oh, well, my other sons who are alive were blonde and (laughs) did end up having brown hair later in life. Yeah. That was frustrating. But um, interesting enough, the fetuses do the same thing. Yes, they do. And I think it's, uh, um, I don't know how to explain it, but they want us to understand that they're fully developed souls. And our concept of a fully developed soul means somebody who has aged as a human being. And lived that long And lived that long. And we think that if they're in their 90s, they're wise. Well, I know lots of people in their 80s and 90s that are nowhere near wise. But I'll just say the media has presented it that way for us. So we have a a mental construct around wisdom as being that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that they do it to kind of show us linear time. That as we've aged, we need to see that they've aged with us or it doesn't make sense. And it can't be believed. Hmm. See, and I don't see it the same way. Oh, see, okay. I think that's a really neat way to approach it in in that we need the linear kind of mm-hmm. uh, progression. But for me, it's very much about how time is not linear. And because we've also seen instances where we've watched souls show themselves when they age and what it's going to be like later down the road with the psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they will regress and show us moments in their, in that childhood inner child and show us what they were like when they were children. Yeah. And so nothing about what we do is linear. Yeah. And I think that is very difficult for most humans who are coming in as the clients to understand, right. but the ability for those souls to say, look, I have matured. I have learned my lessons. Um, they can be comforted by the fact that I am not little and they need to feel helpless and that's my in point. That constant state of grief. Okay. That's what I was trying to get I'm to with you. is that many moms get stuck in the belief that as they've aged, who's taken care of my baby, mm-hmm. believing that a baby is helpless. And um, if there's no one around, that you're in a constant state of anxiety and worry. Right. Okay. I'm and that, that, the miscarriage spirit is trying to say to the mom, enough of that. It isn't linear that I'm not needy. I am a fully developed soul. Mm-hmm. I can do anything I want. As a matter of fact, I can do far more than a human being could ever even imagine doing, yeah. but that they're trying to comfort them and lessen their grief and their pain and give them a release. 
much like I guess a parent wants a release to believe that their child can go off and take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that when you lose a, a miscarriage or have an abortion that you can't, you don't get that. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I, I stepped out of the room while you were talking about a lot about the miscarriages. Are we okay to move to abortions? Yeah, uh, sure. This is something that I find just one of the best sources of, of love in, in some of our messages mm-hmm. is the decision with which or the intention with which the decisions are made to have an abortion. Right. And, and you know, I've got a personal connection to, to some people who have gone through that process mm-hmm. um, where I'll say that the horrible emotions that they go through mm-hmm. uh, in trying to make the decision yeah. uh, and be comfortable with their decision and in, the, in trying to figure out, you know, can I be okay with my decision um, in the long term, not just right now? Because um, they have to be because other people around them may not be. Right. And, and a lot of them don't share that they've ever gone through this process. So they really do have to be okay with it with themselves mm-hmm. um, if they're never going to share and get that comfort and affirmation from other people. Right. And so um, when that when that energy comes through from the abortion to say, here's the thought process you had, here's the decision that you made. This is why it was the good. This is why it was a good decision for you. This is what it allowed you to do in your life. The parents get that freedom, right? For themselves. Yes, it's that spirit's way of saying I respect you, mm-hmm. um, which is something we don't often give each other as human beings. And and interestingly enough, the the gratitude and the thanks for that human to have respected that soul mm-hmm. in saying, no, I'm not going to bring you forth into this world um, be, for whatever reason, because I can't, because I can't afford it, uh, because I don't want to. Uh, and then mm-hmm. that can be a good enough reason for many mm-hmm. people because I don't want this mm-hmm. and, and all of the responsibility it that comes with it and how I will then act toward another being that I didn't want, mm-hmm. um, how it sets that other soul free to be wanted elsewhere. Right. Oh, um, I, I think it's fantastic. And that's why I wanted to bring it up as a show. Mm-hmm. Because of the incredible amount of love um, that comes from that spirit world, whether it's that the abortion, the stillbirth or the miscarriage, that that soul brings forth to the person who comes and asks, or <laughs> I'm learning more and more doesn't even necessarily ask it's offered. And I, I do I do want to stress too that when we do get this information, I know when I when I say we, I speak for both of us, um, that we ask for permission to be able to do that, mm-hmm. and that some people don't feel comfortable with it, so we don't. Um, but having said that, I think it's also been pretty amazing uh, for me to see how many people who were raised in certain religions, where they had to have the the abortion. Um, because of religious beliefs or they had it in spite of religious beliefs Mm -hmm. and the amount of stress they feel because of the religious teachings or uh, like from that community. I won't say that are necessarily their own beliefs, but that were somebody else's Mm -hmm. where they, the other person inflicts their painful thoughts and beliefs on another person Mm -hmm. and how the spirit world comes forth to say enough suffering. Mm -hmm enough suffering, enough shame, enough guilt, enough, enough. I, I absolutely adore the amount of love that is necessary to make that decision. Yeah. One way or the other. And I'm thinking of a specific person when I, when I'm talking about this, because, um, 
she was in a position, probably not financially, to to keep a baby um, and not wanting to. And so she went through, I know she went to see you um, for, for a session where you were able to tell her that the self-love in the decision was just as important as loving the other soul. And so when she had to evaluate what she wanted out of her life, and that at this moment in time, it didn't involve bringing a child into the world, loving herself was the best decision she could make for that, that other soul in saying, I'm not ready. Right? I, I think that's beautiful. Because as human beings, we judge other women for saying that's selfish. <clears throat> um, but that the spirit world comes forth, the very spirit itself comes forth and said, no, it says the exact opposite. That's love. That is love. And how very backward we have love. Yeah. Because, and, and this is really interesting. And it kind of touches on, I'll say, I don't want to say the real mothers because that's, that's a put down. But the, one, the, the women who became mothers, um, they, they're taught not to be selfish right? Mm-hmm. They're taught not to, but, but the whole misconstrued idea of what selfishness is, is not considering your own needs. And so in the decision to make an abortion happen, you had to actually consider what are my needs, right? I can't fulfill the needs of a child. I need to fulfill my own survival at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to love myself enough to meet my needs and say no to the soul. And that is in fact the contract. Yeah. That is, in fact, why they have the miscarriage and why the whole situation comes to place so that that person can learn that lesson in spite of the fact of what every other structure or system believes is right based on their own belief system, Mm -hmm. which is just made up by another human being, by the way. Right. Of course. It's just a chain of events of humans saying something. Now, there's, there's another example that I wanted to share, too, because, um, and that this was just a client of mine who had had several abortions where these souls came through to say, what are you not getting? That there was an irresponsibility that she was living with, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, what was fascinating for me was not the, it, um, sorry, was the way that it was presented. I'm getting really excited. Um, it wasn't presented with judgment or with anger or with any kind of suffering the souls were saying we have all come through in a contract to give you an opportunity to see where you're not taking responsibility for your life or for others lives Mm -hmm. it wasn't that they didn't love her it wasn't that they were angry with her it was simply to say we were your opportunities to wake up your pregnancies were an opportunity to see your patterns your, your behaviors and your habits that you're self-sabotaging. And every time you have to drag yourself through an, the, um, the next emotional upheaval of going through that decision to abort, you drag yourself down yet again and sabotage life. Mm-hmm. And you have a harder time picking yourself back up. And again, not out of judgment, but just illustrating all of her struggles and all mm-hmm. of the hurdles that she, she placed in her own life. Mm-hmm. And those souls were just there to say, we love you. Wake up and get it. Mm-hmm. Not wake up and have a kid or not, not wake up and stop having sex, but to start being responsible. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you take it into other aspects of how we don't wake up and how we don't take responsibility, her lesson would be through, say, the abortions, um, but somebody else might have it through marriages or jobs or 
other things that we have mm-hmm. it all in different kinds of ways. Yeah. And somebody might say, yeah, well, that's not as big as an abortion and be far more judgmental of a person who's t- killing something. Right. But I would say that many people kill their spouses by staying. Oh, yeah. And some people kill themselves by staying. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in, in, the, in not just the marriage, it could be the job. Mm-hmm. Some people kill themselves staying in their careers. And yet we don't consider that... We don't consider that abuse a a murder. That's right. Yeah. But it is. And, and even still, and this is why I say, I thought it was most fascinating is that all what you're talking about is that human coming in to judge. So if it's, it's five abortions and the humans are saying, what are you not getting? Mm -hmm. The souls are saying the same thing, but with a different intention, Mm -hmm. not to judge or condemn, but to say, we love you. We want you to wake up. We're here. We keep coming through to help you and give you more opportunities instead of the human who says, I'm tired of hearing this. I'm tired of, you know, of, of dealing with this every time you go through it. Mm-hmm. Just, I just beautiful. It's, it's remarkable how much the souls on the other side love. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's why I thought it was worth talking about. Cool. Was there more? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, you know what, then I'll just kind of throw it out there to anyone who wants to submit more questions then. Um, I know it's, it's just going to info at bysarlo.com. Kel, we need to say that in all the shows. Yeah, we haven't I'm been forgetting. doing that. So from now on at the end of the show, we should let them know how they can get questions to us. Um, just because Kelly and I do have clients all over the world. And so this isn't just a local podcast for where we live in North Bay, Ontario, Canada, but that uh, we have people all over the world, um, that reach out to us by Skype, FaceTime, and long distance, and now email and texting. So No, no, not texting. Sorry. Don't text us. Don't, no, <laughs> no. Do not text. There are boundaries. <laughs> okay, so then I'll just throw it out there again. If anything that we have said um, stimulates more questions, and we hope we hope it does, uh, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. And Sarlo, bysarlo is B-Y-S-A-R-L-O. And I know you find it's that funny. It's funny because you spell everything in your entire I, well, life. <laughs> but I do, but a lot of people would put a W on Sarlo or yeah. E-A-U as in French, but okay. it's Italian. So it's O. <laughs> anyway. Okay. okay. Bye for now.